he was fighting mad, that rebel lad. But not us. You have found NH Unscripted. I am your host, Ray Dudley, looking mighty fine in my Nehru jacket, my bell-bottom pants, and my platform shoes. We are coming to you from the cool digs of WKXL in Concord. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, and for you dudes and dudettes down there in Manchester, 101.9 FM. And if you feel like it, you can truck on over to the interwebs and find us at nhtalkradio.com. Speaking of peace and love, making love not war, I need to thank our sponsor. That would be Lakes Region Fence up in Guilford. Okay, folks, look, here's what you do. You fire up your lava lamp, you get down on your avocado green shag carpet, and you go out to lrfence.com because good fences make good neighbors, and you go out and you look for a beautiful fence. That's it. It's that easy. Matt and his friends and his uh, employees all do great work up there at lakesregionfence.com, lrfence.com, lrfence.com. Thank you, Matt. We appreciate you sponsoring the show. Okay. In studio with me, among other people, is Doris Ballard. Good morning, Doris. Good morning. Thank you for having me, Ray. Oh, my God. This you're kidding great. me, right? You're kidding me. I have so many things to say. So many things. I was thinking the other day, before we get too deep. Oh, hey, I meant to tell you. You are one of the recipients. So I was talking to Kat the other day, and Kat said we have a big budget now. The budget has been increased, and so you are the recipient of a Girardelli Square. Thank I know, you. it's not I'm much. So lucky. It's not thank much, you. but you know what? Baby steps, mm -hmm. right? Right. Well, I thank you. I'll save this because I don't know how many points it is because I'm on Weight Watchers. What? Now. It's free points. It's, There's no points. Three, how do you know that? This. <laughs> You're right. There's no point to this conversation. I'm leaving. All right. Bye. Thank you. This is very good. The journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step, and that's our budget. I just blew our budget right there. <laughs> this is a big deal because he ate the last one. I he did. was supposed to give to oh someone. Oh my god! I can't believe you you said that. I did. <laughs> that's terrible. That is terrible. You have mine if you want. No, no, no. no I'm keeping I'm not, it. A, not, not uh, going to take it back. I was thinking the other day about how. Cities are kind of like Russian nested dolls. You know how those things are. Sure. And so the city represents the big one, and then you keep digging deeper and deeper and deeper. And so in Concord's case, you dig deep and then you get down to the bottom ones, and you come to one, and it's McKee Square. And then there's a little, little tiny one in there that's Ballard's. <laughs> Would you mind telling me, because I have no idea how... Ballard's novelty and ice cream came about. Oh my gosh! Come on. Well, uh, we we were living in Bow, my husband and I, with our young children, Brian and Christine, and uh, Norm was working nights, and he became my husband, Norm Ballard, and he became very. <laughs> Thanks for yeah, clarifying right, right, right. that. <laughs> but he got asthma really bad. At he worked for the union leader, and um, I hated him working nights anyway. So uh, we thought. Uh, you know what, I think it's time for us to do something else. So he, we said, let's start a, a store, a retail store, because back then retail was even viable. I mean, <laughs> back then. Yeah, so you didn't have to find Amazon, right? Oh, my God. So 1980. And... Um, so we always liked, you know, parties, novelty stuff, and tchotchkes, and and um, and the holidays, celebrations. So we said, let's start 
like a novelty and party shop, right? This is before Halloween became really big for for everyone. Cat, you listening? Here we go. Yeah, and so um, yeah, we we just we looked around. We found this little store that we rented on Mickey Square. Norm kept this job for the first couple of years. I was working full time um, at the same time in uh, in human resources. I, I was working at Rumford Press when it was around one of the largest uh, employers of. Concord at the time. And um, so we were both working while we were running this. So he worked nights still. Um, and slowly we mortgaged our home for $10,000. We started that business. I mean, we could have, today we probably would need half a million to do it right. Man. And so slowly uh, the public supported us and, th- and we realized, you know, we eventually moved to, to Concord. And um, we, it was a small place and um, in McKee Square and we had the opportunity to buy the building and next, next to us where ballads eventually uh, ended up. And there was an ice cream stand there. So the ice cream stand at the time was sort of an albatross because we didn't know anything about running an ice cream stand. So we, oh, like you knew about running a retail store? Right, right, no, yeah. right, okay. no, right. <laughs> but you know, it had to do with food. Listen, Ray, if it has to do with food, I don't got no, no I don't nothing. Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> I don't, I don't we'll cook very well. Right, well. That's another <laughs> subject. But um, so anyway, fast forward. Um, it, it grew from there, and we bought the building. We expanded it. We fixed it up. The public was so supportive. But then a strange thing happened. Balloons became oh. a big deal, and Halloween became a big deal. Because in the past, you couldn't buy a balloon at that time other than like a, at a carnival. You couldn't. So a helium balloon. Yep. So um, Norman and I looked into you know what we would have to do to get balloons in there and and norm started to really get into mylar balloons and then it was becoming so big in the industry but then we did balloon deliveries so no one was delivering balloons in character costumes at at that time so we were the first ones in the area and uh, wait did you just say you delivered balloons in costume yes we hired staff who, who dressed it, who characters like the image that flashed through my mind. <laughs> no, I I only did Sadie the Sadist years later, okay. but no, I no. So His Majesty, <laughs> he would go out. Yeah, he okay. no. We hired people who okay. they would go out as the right. nerd or you know, um, uh-huh. yeah. We they were very attractive couple who did the wonderful deliveries to you know. She was very pretty. She would do deliveries to. To parties, men, you know, surprise, they loved doing surprises with, like, if it was your birthday, Ray. Yeah. And uh, Norm could run in dressed as a cheerleader, a female cheerleader. I did not and, need that and, image. <laughs> I, did, I didn't need it. Yeah, but he, he's right here. I think I threw up a little yeah. in my mouth. I know. But really, and so we made a name for ourselves in the balloon industry. We knew how to decorate with balloons. We would teach. We had conventions, five conventions, what? right? We would teach small retailers, florists, people who wanted to Wait. get it. Yeah. Wait, a balloon convention? A balloon convention. A balloon convention. We would fly people in from designers See, from all over the country. This is why I get country. out of bed. You can I know. Say, how else would I know these things? <laughs> See? And, and so, but then Halloween. So Halloween, the first Halloween we had, or second one, Norm said, I'm going to buy, spend money on, on some masks. So he spent, God, it had to be under $1,000, you know, 
under 500. So I said, oh, you're going to, you know, well, first of all, the balloon business, nickel and dime stuff, right? Well, yeah. that was like a million dollars later in selling balloons wholesale. Man. That was my, I said, oh, you're going to nickel and dime? Oh, come on. So, and anyway, so back to Halloween. So he bought masks and he couldn't keep those suckers off on the shelf. And that's when we knew that the Halloween business was going to be as close to Christmas as ever. So we would end up, we'd go to these big shows in, in, um, in Chicago and yeah. buy in January hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of Halloween merchandise. And we would, um, you know, for a one week, one week season, really, it's only one week, we would set up in uh, August, September, and keep our fingers crossed that we'd be able to pay our bills because we'd purchased so much. Yeah, oh, my God. Right. So um, it was a lot of work. Our poor kids were tracked into it. Um, and we had some amazing uh, employees at the time. We rented costumes. We bought a costume shop uh, from someone in Pennsylvania, I believe. And uh, we we had costumes upstairs. We rented that those year-round. But Halloween was, without a doubt, balloons and Halloween were our claim to fame. Isn't that fascinating how something like that happens? Yeah. I mean, right place, right time, right? Yeah, it, because you couldn't do that today because of the competition. Right. You have the internet. Once the internet comes in, came on, we knew it was a matter of time. But guess what? That little ice cream stand that we had in that building that we leased out a few time, few years because we didn't want to run it, that was going to be our little business. Six months out of the year, we'd close the retail and... That's what Norm did. Wait, yeah. so you would close down we the, close the, the novelty retail, part? We closed that down when we realized that the internet was killing retail, small retailers. Oh because people God. would come in and try costumes on and then go buy them on the internet. Oh, yeah. oh. Yeah. Hang on to that thought. All right, folks, lay back on those waterbeds. We're going to be coming back. You are listening to NH Unscripted. I am your handsome host, Ray Dudley. Coming to you from the beautiful KXL studios, we are streaming at 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, Concord, 101.9 FM for you cool dudes in Manchester. And all of our archives are out there at nhtalkradio.com. We'll be back in a minute. Voices of NH Unscripted. I am your host, Ray Dudley, and we are coming to you from the almost palatial digs of WKXL in Concord. 1450 on the AM band, 103.9 on the FM band, and for you blessed souls in Manchester, we are can be found at 101.9 FM. All the archives of this great show and the other ones here at KXL can be found out at nhtalkradio.com. Don't go there yet. Just hang on, hang on. You got 40 more minutes. Then you can go find us out there. In studio with me is Doris Ballard hiding and lurking in the background. There's her husband, Norm, but we're pretending he's not here. So every all our conversation pretends he's not here. 
Doris is telling me, regaling me about how Ballard's Novelty and Ice Cream over there in McKee Square came about. I was just about to tell you, I started to tell you that when I was a kid growing up in Brighton and Alston, my mom and dad at that point when I was just a kid, I mean like 12, 13 years old, they'd let me just take the streetcar and then the, the bus and I'd end up down in, uh, in uh, Four Corners, Boston, and I would hunt out all the magic shops. Yeah. You guys had magic stuff at your we place? We started with magic. What? Yeah, we did. You had to have a magic, uh, sell magic when you um, have that kind of a store. Right. They all have it, everyone who did. But uh, the thing is, you need to have a magician. You need to have someone who's selling the product. So that was, you know, we found out we had a lot of people coming in just hanging out. Oh. And and that was tough when you have one person at the register when you early years, right? And um, he Norm knew enough about magic to sell it, but not enough to dis, you know dis, to show how to use it. Yeah. So um, and the real magicians were they they knew you know where to get everything, but um, but we eventually slowed down on the magic side of things because if you can't do it right, you know if you get to be able to to sell it Flash and demonstrate. paper can't be the only thing you know how to no, do. No, 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 no. <laughs> but clowning, Norman Ooh. and I and our staff went to clown school. Right. It was clown school. This is why I get out of <laughs> right, bed. Right, I know. And uh, so we went to clown school in Concord, and uh, we learned how Wait, to be Wait, you say there was a, cl- a clown school in Concord? Yes. Where have I been? Van McLeod and his lovely wife, Van, Van McLeod, and his lovely wife um, from ran band. a clown school. I didn't know that When he either. first came to the area, right? I know. And so I, uh, you know, I was terrible at clowning, uh, be- but I wanted to learn. <laughs> I was. Was because- someone in the room here with us better at clowning? No. <laughs> yeah, he was. Right? He was a clown anyway. Norm. Someone who shall remain nameless. Yeah. But I hated the kids would want to beat you, would would be afraid of you and teenagers wanted to beat you up. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> pretty, changes. Pretty much, I know. <laughs> so I mean I really and I really didn't like it very much. But I learned how to apply makeup properly, I learned how to dress properly, how to be costumed so I could sell makeup. My husband and I could sell makeup to cl- clowns and we knew we had to do that in order to be uh, professional. In, in selling clown makeup and costuming. So th- our first costumes were clown. They were? Professional clown costumes. They right? were? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was that much demand? No. Oh. But... <laughs> <laughs> Well, there Oops. there is outside of Concord, there uh-huh, is right, uh-huh. but um, especially when Norm started the wholesale division, you know, when we had those old. Wait, workshops. you had a wholesale division? Yeah. yeah. Wait, what? I. <laughs> Thank you for coming in today, You Doris. have to have Norm come back all by himself. You're like a history book by yourself. I know, he'd be all by himself. But, um, yeah, so that you, you should have him on at some point because he'll just drive you insane talking about all the, you know, so many years that we were doing this business. Cause, but for me, I was always supporting it, being like the, the bookkeeper, accounting type person, and I would make sure everything looked great in the store. I would bring in the swings at the ice cream stand so people can enjoy, have that experience. That's what I loved. But I also loved performing. And Norm and I performed with community players uh, on quite a few shows. But I was kind of pe- uh, pegged as a comedian. Uh, I remember being in a show. Not, is it okay to move toward that? Absolutely. Okay, okay. So... <laughs> 
So I was in a show. Uh, Smooth segue, by the way. I know. Thank <laughs> you very much. Uh, He's here all week. <laughs> give folks. me away. I want you to be able to have Norm come another time because if I tell the whole story, he'll say, you forgot this, you forgot that. You for-. Okay, let him He's come He's not but- even in the room. We're not paying any attention to that guy. <laughs> Yeah, so well, I remember once I was on stage uh, doing Annie Warbucks. My mother had just passed away, and um, so I, I had a little, little, um, you know, something in my dressing room as a reminder. I did that show for her, and it went great. And it was comedy. I played one the comedic lead role of um, the inspector, and um, and it was wonderful. And so people really loved it. And but then I performed in a um a, a show for, with Irene Deshane. Yep. Oh my god, God bless her. Yeah. Her fundraisers she did. And I came on stage and I was she had me sing a serious number. Well, the year before I had done Curse of the Aching Heart, which was a comedy number song, and I went into the audience and harassed some men in the audience. But then this year she wanted me to sing something serious. I walked on that stage the minute I walked on, I could hear people buzzing in the audience because I knew they expected me to be funny. Oh. That was the most frightening thing I've ever experienced because when I started singing, they saw very early on that it was not going to be a comedy. You could tell. I could tell. And um, so I never did, that, did it again. So I said, I'm going to stay in my lane. I'm going to stay in the lane of comedy because that's where people you know connect with me, I connect with them, and uh, so then Norma and I started a comedy school. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, we wait. started. We started. Um, yeah, um, we started a comedy school. What world do I live in? What? Yeah. We're like in parallel universes here. It was Noto Productions, and it was we taught. We brought in uh, teachers to Greg Bogus came in and taught stand up comedy. Wait, how long ago was this? 60, uh, 69? No, no, no. I was 69. <laughs> yeah. Big difference, right? Uh, about eight years ago. <laughs> okay. Eight years ago. Okay. Yeah. All right. And we had a graduating troupe, and uh, one or two of them are still doing comedy. And that's when I got the bug to do stand up. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. You started a comedy school. Mm-hmm. How do you even go about that? I, how, I, I don't even know the groundwork that can be laid to, to do that. How, how do you. From concept to actual production, how does that happen? How do you open up a con? Well, I, well, yeah, you can't look in the phone book for like, you know. <laughs> well, they don't even have a phone book, so you can't. But but for like comedy school help, how do you even accomplish that? Just a re- you know, just gut feeling, instinct. Um, there wasn't anything like that around, and I knew that I had taken a stand-up comedy class like fifteen years before. Someone in Massachusetts, David Radigan, who's really booking me now to a lot of the clubs which I and Greg Bogus is too uh, and they come in um, I took his class and it was uh, amazing I loved it but I never did anything with it except some some writing you know but then when we retired then when I started thinking about retirement I said let's do comedy in our retirement because that's a lot of fun we'll be with younger people older pe- all people of all ages and so I said let's start uh, Noto Productions Norman Doris Productions and we would book uh, we would have our uh, graduation at the Hatbox Theater because wow. Greg Bogus was had had a um, had a 
a show at the hat box that was he would get in stand-up comedians and we would have our graduations there and then i uh, i brought in someone uh thanks to greg uh who uh taught improv and uh so we had an improv class so we had a f- quite a few stand-up classes and improv class we had graduation performances so where where did you where was the school uh, we would have it at the retail store. Oh, you did? Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And at the time, I, I was the director at Concord Community TV. Yep. So there was a nice connection there. And so we would um, have some of the classes there. Right. So, in the and then, studio? In the studio. And that would bring people in to see what Concord TV had to offer. So it was a, a win-win for everyone, I felt. And uh, so, yeah, we would have it there. We would have it over. And we produced a show. Um, Seraphim Affleck uh, was the one that wrote the show, one what? of the shows, right? I did not know comedy. that either. It was a comedy, right? Oh, I yeah, am blown away, blown away. Yeah. So I mean, we did we did that for uh, until COVID. Man, we, we started a comedy club at Tandy's, very popular at the time. Okay, yeah. okay. Hang on to that thought. We got the happy music playing. Oh, my feet are just a dancing, dancing, dancing. Johnny Yuma was a rebel. That's. I'm just leaving that out there. You are listening to NH Unscripted. I am your host, Ray Dudley. We are coming to you from the digs of WKXL Studios, deep, deep in the bunkers of Concord. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, 101.9 FM in Manchester. And hey, if you got to go out to the interwebs, nhtalkradio.com is where we live in all of our archives. We're going to be back in just a minute. listeners have found NH Unscripted. I am your happy and gracious host, Ray Dudley. We are coming to you from WKXL Studios in Concord. You can find us. Get out your transistor radio. We are on the AM band at 1450. Then flip that thing over to the FM band and we are at 103.9. That's Concord. For you happy folks and lucky listeners in Manchester, we are on the FM band down there, 101.9 FM. NHTalkRadio.com is where you can find all the archives in studio with me. Blowing my mind is Doris Ballard. Before we go too far, Doris, I want to remind you, if you didn't realize it, we are able to do this show today because... You asked me if I would start a podcast a few years ago. Oh, my. And we are here. This is the outcropping. of This is the evolution. And I thank you for that. Wow. Well, you're, you're a natural. Well, thank you. Um, I ended up doing, I don't know, 70, 80 podcast interviews. And, um, and then Kat said, Ray, come on, port it over here. I love Bring it. it to the radio station. It's great. Smart, Kat. Very See? smart. Thank you, Doris. I appreciate all that you have done for me. I mean, I mean that seriously. Wow, wow, well. All right. I know talent. Well, <laughs> apparently so. <laughs> Among all of your other attributes, your entrepreneurship. <laughs> yeah. So I, I do want to get deep into um, 
your stand-up comedy. I want to know how other people can get involved. I want to know how difficult it is. I also want to know about how someone might know they're not a good fit for comedy. Some people think they're funny, but they're not. <laughs> I mean, it happens all the time. And so, and I want to know about all your gigs. What's what's happening? And you just gave me a business card. Mm-hmm. Is, you have a website? Uh, no, but I have, I'm on Facebook, Doris Ballard Comedy. Or just go to Doris Ballard. Cause, okay. Yeah. What else? Where else can they reach you? Might as well they can put reach it out me. There. Yeah, Throw just go there. right there on on uh, Facebook. Doris yeah, Ballard. and and DM me. This reminds yeah. me of, of your card. Reminds me so much of two things: Mary Tyler Moore <laughs> and Doris Day. It has that beautiful look to it. Well, that's my namesake. Well, yeah. oh, no one's named Doris anymore, but you know, some yeah. people have called me Doris, but they have. <laughs> Did you answer? Uh, we might have been drunk. I'm not sure. I, there might have been During things, a blackout? There might have been things going on that should probably not be aired. So right. tell me about this journey. Um, so it's one thing to say, I think I'm funny or, you know, I like comedy. It's another thing for to have other people say, you are funny and we want you to bring that humor to wherever we are. So- what what how does a person start? What is it like even dipping your toe into comedy? Uh, just go to some open mics, I would say. Uh, Manchester has an open mic over there. I, I, they did. I see. I don't do my, many of them right now, but I go to because uh, you're big time. Well, I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm little time. I'm little time. <laughs> Actually, somebody contacted me last year and said you're in the Hippo Press. And as you know, you were voted one of the um, com- comedic personalities. And <laughs> See, I only bring I, the biggest people in here. Only the biggest names. <laughs> and I had no idea. No idea. I'm like, what? So I went, Norm and I drove around everywhere trying to pick up some of those magazines. I have a magazine. I was on page 65. <laughs> right next to the obituaries? I know. And please. the crossword? In the middle of the, in the middle. <laughs> and uh, they had, I had photos taken, and they made me take photos for that. Anyway, I was like, how did that happen? I mean, Justin McKinney, Bob Marley were one of the groups. I was the only female. I says, I know how it happened. They went online, and they wanted a female, and they searched for New Hampshire. Hampshire, Okay, And there it was, possibly. it works. Nobody voted for me. What do you mean? (laughs) What do you mean? Norm did, I hope. No, he wouldn't know how to vote for me. He has to go online and vote. <laughs> he wouldn't know how to do that. Anyway, so I was shocked. So, um, and I had some really great, you know, uh, feedback from that. And so that kind of made made me get more bookings mm-hmm. out there. But so that's just one thing. But Tandy's, we were really Norman and I were really building a heck of a club over there. And I wanted um, once a month we would have comedy. A stand-up comedy, and we would bring in. This is where we met some great comics from around New, in New England, right? And uh, some new comics. And I want to give a shout out to Rick Gothier. Rick Gothier is one of the graduates of uh, our school, comedy school, and he's also booking now for for um, you know, like at Allen's of Bosquin. Uh, he had a um, comedy night. Brought in some comedians. I had the. I know Gene's Playhouse brings a lot. Brent, Greg uh, Bogus goes up there with some of his people, right? Up really? Jeans? Yes, up in Lincoln. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to give him a call. Yeah. <laughs> payday. You're missing a right, payday right. here. Well, the thing is, for me, though, I guess I found my lane in stand up when I started talking about 
my experiences growing older and being married 50 plus years and uh, being 76. So I use my age to my advantage. Just being yeah. married to Norm is Just, probably it's a, very funny. A, an encyclopedia of jokes. A lot of material. Yeah, a I'll lot bet. of material. I, I'll bet. Yeah. He'd be part of me now if he could remember something. <laughs> We huh. would be a duo, but I he can't remember. I wonder where he is nowadays. I know. I, I wonder can't what's happened to him. remember anything. So I have to pull for both of us, and I have a hard enough time doing it for myself. So I'm like, look, if I have to pull for you, honey, um, you know, I don't know what to tell you. But duos doing stand-up, it's, that's tough. How do you test yeah. your material? Uh, open mics, um, you know, going to... You're not afraid to go and have something bomb? Always, always nervous, yeah. always afraid. But once I'm on that stage, it's, let's go. It's like with you as a performer. We get anxious, we're, yeah. we're nervous, we build on that that energy, and uh, we try, and when we get up there, that's it. We're on, right? One time I was down in Boston at a comedy club, and... Um, it was an open mic night, and there was a woman who was testing her material. Mm -hmm. She literally came out mm -hmm. with a yellow pad yeah. and a pencil. I've seen that. And was going through her material and deciding what worked and what didn't work. In the meantime, <laughs> because it was a college down on Com Ave, oh, okay. there's yeah. the margarita blender going in the background, <laughs> yeah. and people are Nobody's paying any attention. I don't know how she ever knew what worked and what didn't work. You're right. But she was hard at it. She was honing her craft Good and for her. figuring out what stuff. Do you, Good for her. you do that way? What? Uh, I will write, and I'll try it, uh, and I'll run it and run it. I'll try it in front of him. He's, he doesn't... Norm doesn't really uh, critique me very much. I, I like to Anymore? Just, no, I, he, I'm married. He doesn't like the frying pan to the I head? <laughs> Let me write that one down. <laughs> frying pan to head. Um, no, it's, um, I, I have a sense now of the rhythm. Of, and, and Ooh, my, what a great word. And my persona, my yeah, persona, yeah, yeah. the rhythm, and, and how many, when to cut things short, when to, but, you know, I'll go home after I, I've tried new stuff, and I'll come back and I'll say, um, nah, that didn't work, right? That didn't work. So I'll, I'll just rewrite it or take it out completely. Or if some things I'll try, like at the Winner's Circle, I try to go once or twice a month. That's you get, Where's that? You get five minutes. That's in Salisbury, Mass. That's been a blessing for me. Um, you get five minutes. You sign up. There's like 25 to 30 comics. Man. I know. Man. So you have to perform Isn't in front of all these. Oh, no, it's no, it's just, just trying just, new oh. things. So you're in front of all of these comics who have all different types of years of maybe they've been in a week, maybe they've been in 20 years, and uh, you, they're out back drinking. We try to be respectful with one another, but, uh -huh. but once I get up there, I try to get everyone's attention. And um, if it's all comics, it's a challenge, you know, because you really can't get a sense of what works. But you, you know. Uh, a lot. Most comics are very, very conscious of that and want to be good audience members too. So, so but that's where you get a ahead. lot of it. So, it, experience when you're on stage performing. I don't mean you in particular. I mean yeah. uh, actors. Right. You kind of know if you've got the audience early on if I, they're with you or not. I know. You can. You can I tell. Know. I know. I Do know. you have like a an opening that you always use that yeah. that you pretty much can rely on? As yeah, being I'm. Funny? I, I play up the age you for do. sure. Well, I want them to know if I should drop dead right there. <laughs> And I do open with that. I want them to know what to do if I should drop. Are right they here. looking for the fibrillators? I mean, what no, the I want them to leave me alone. <laughs> I have a DND, do not disturb, in my will. 
Leave me there. I'm tired. Just right on the stage. I'm just tired. Just walk Sleep right over. There. Oh, my God. But just don't ever tell people that she died doing what she loved because <laughs> you don't want to say that. Okay. Yeah. Good tip. No. Good tip. I, I get edgy, that. but I can be totally non-edgy, too. Yeah. Have you found there's been an evolution of your material over the years? Some things just kind of over time. Um, the audience changes or the mood of the country changes or something and, and things work and don't work now? Or? I stay away from politics, yeah. stay away from controversy, yeah. and most comics do. And, and when they do, there's a, there's a feeling of tension, it, my, my experience, yeah. in the room, yeah. right? But um, I totally stay away from There's no need for that. I, I, I make fun of myself. It's pretty funny getting old. And, yeah. But I found that my, the audience is very receptive very all ages very they have grandmothers yeah they have you know grandparents there are some elderly there's a couple older women out there doing stuff that i really uh, comedians yeah patty punch is one right but, but they're mostly from the the boston area a lot of them but um but i write a rap song at the end what hang on to the hang on to that oh you hear that music oh i'm gonna put my jazz gloves on and do the wave oh my god Oh, it's always at the worst time, is it? You are listening to NH Unscripted. I am your happy, handsome host, Ray Dudley. So glad I got out of bed and put off my jammies. We are coming to you from the digs of WKXL Studios, deep in the bowels of Concord, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM. And for you folks in Manchester, 101.9 FM. And we can be found, our show, plus all the other ones here at the studio. The archives are at nhtalkradio.com. Doris Ballard is with me, giving me tips on stand-up comedy. We're going to be back. Do I make you randy, baby? Do I? This is NH Unscripted. I am your host, Ray Dudley. We are coming to you from the studios of WKXL. I mean, these digs are somewhat palatial. It's almost like a spa here. Where You are listening to us at 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord. And for you happy souls in Manchester, we're at 101.9 FM. And uh, the archives for our show and all of the other great uh, shows here at WKXL. They can be found at nhtalkradio.com. In studio with me is Doris Ballard. She is a wealth of information. She does stand-up comedy nowadays. I can't believe all the other stuff that she's done as well, but Doris, yes. tell me about your one-woman show. Where is that? What is it? And, and who even goes? <laughs> well, um, the a year, about a year ago, I started the working on a one-woman show uh, that I pro- was to produce at the Hatbox on my 76th birthday in March 25th what? this year, this past year. And thank thank God I was a nervous wreck. It did sell out. Yeah. So, I mean. Congratulations. Thank God. Uh, a lot of people, of course, that know Norm and I and came and supported it, but it was, it was a blast. I had a DJ there, DJ Kenny from Tandy's, uh, played music, and uh, as part of my, uh, the one woman show going through the years of my life, uh, from, you know, seven years old to, um, graduating from 
high school. And um, it came from a book that I was writing during COVID. You're an author as well. Well, I not, <laughs> not published. Of course you are. Not published. Probably never be published. Oh, It'll God. probably be in my, my kids' drawer, you know, in their homes when I'm dead and going, oh, my mom was writing a book. You know, we could out. have had wealth. <laughs> could, the royalties no. could have flown in. Please, I made $225 doing comedy last year. I mean, I'm on a That's roll. That's it? I'm on a roll. <laughs> Your accountant must be... <laughs> I'm my accountant. I'm a publicist. <laughs> no. So, I, yeah, I, I wanted to produce this because um, I never know if I ever have a chance to do it again. And uh, it was a, I was a, you know, worked really hard on that. I'm very nervous about it. And I think it went really well. I mean, um, uh, Rick Gauthier was my main comedian uh, host. And, uh, of course, Norm was in it at the end. And uh, brought him on at the end because if I hadn't, he would have stolen the show from the first minute. He would not. And he wouldn't have known what to say, but it would have come right out. And I was afraid of what he'd say. So I kept him in a short leash, right? Huh. Yeah. So what anyway, yeah. So I did, I did some of my, my comedy. I did some of my stand-up, but a lot of it was just storytelling and, you know, humorous storytelling. All right. Can we pull this yeah. apart for a second? Yeah. A one-woman show, what does that mean? Did you do... 20 minutes, 60 minutes of stand-up? Did you host the show and bring in others? What What does that mean? The one uh, show? Rick Gauthier hosted. Okay. So he had, uh, in between, we had two acts. Okay. And um, I performed for about 90 minutes. 90 right. minutes? Right, about that. Yeah. It's like an HBO yeah. special. Well, right? <laughs> well, okay, not quite. Okay, we... Okay. On a smaller scale. All right, let's, go, let's get much, HBO. Much Call them smaller up. scale. <laughs> Like, yeah, and um, and so I'll be putting some of it out there um, on video pretty soon. We're, it's being edited. Of course now. you would. Yeah, yeah, I know. Of course you. I know. You people are unbelievable. But at the end, I do a rap number. You too. Yes, and I said that uh, this is my. Okay. This is also my lane. So I wrote a. I wrote my first rap was called um, Decor Whore. I'm a decor whore. Okay. And. Have, that was a really good one because I huh. love decorating. And my daughter said, Mom, you're a decor whore. I said, huh. perfect. I wrote huh. it. But then I wrote, don't call me granny. Okay. And I get the audience to help out. And that oh. number has got has really, you know, gets the audience engaged. Uh-huh. I won't tell you what happens during the song because I don't want to spoil it for those people who have never seen it. But um, it really works. It's not so X-rated, yeah. is it? Yeah. I mean, it, it I'm writing a new one now. You are. I am, and it's called um, I'm So Confused. <laughs> Starring Norm. I think Norm. you should probably, I'm going to add you into that song. Please I'm do gonna... not. Please. I... No, really. I'm, I'm so... begging you. <laughs> Even Norm hasn't heard it yet, so I'm writing it huh? now. Yeah. Well, that lucky guy, it could be a I long know. ride home. I know. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that one-woman show was uh, a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Yeah. Uh, literally the only, why yeah, why once in a lifetime because it was just a, a a little fantasy dream that I had I wanted to give it a shot yeah and um, honestly we never rehearsed that was our rehearsal and we told the audience this is our rehearsal wow we have no idea we have the basics down but I mean if who knows if I'll get through everything. And even know? after it was done, you were not like, I, you know what? We could do this again sometime at another venue somewhere. Yeah, we could. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We but could. you didn't? No, I'm, I'm shelving it, but I've, it's always in the back of my mind. It's my, I, maybe when I'm 80. So what propels yeah. you now then? Where, where, where do you go from doing a one-woman show? Uh, well, well, I... How do you top that? 
actually every time I perform, you know, even if it's five minutes to 20 minutes, it's, it's topping the last one. Okay, so you know? let me ask you, do you have something else you wanted to cover before we go no, too far? No, I just far? want to mention that we stopped having our shows at, Can- at Can- Chandy's because of COVID. Oh. So, and then we moved to Hampton, but still, we would have done it at Tandy's, but we stopped it because of COVID. Are they closed? Couldn't you no, go back? No, Tandy's is open. Okay, oh, God, you couldn't no. go back then? It... Well, now that we live in Hampton, it's a lot harder. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, I didn't know you but, lived in Hampton. Yeah. I thought you were still local. Well, thank Always you for driving local. All this Our way. hearts are local. Concord oh. in, in Manchester. Oh, that's yeah. so cute. I know. Oh. Well, you know, I am. I know. I'm just so cute, aren't I? <laughs> yes, I am. It's I the am chocolates cute. I gave her. Oh, I gave my chocolate to Norm. What? He's going to have the three points. I want it, though. Uh, No, so, um, yeah, honestly, I'm I'm looking to when I'm 80 to do this, to have a... You know, maybe another big show in in my age. So that's really four years from now. Really? uh, Okay, man. So many questions. Um, (laughs) Where would you go back to the hat box? And now, are you bigger? And you would do like a a bigger venue, like a McDonald's or something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> McDonald's wouldn't have me. Wouldn't well, have taken me. out the child I'd have to play clean area. Up my, I'd have to clean up my material to go to McDonald's. Um, no, e. Cheese. I mean, Chuck, where would you go? There I might go. Where yeah, would you go? Who really has more fun at Chuck E. Cheese than the fathers yeah, over there? I'm right, with playing, you there. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think the universe will guide me. Okay. I know I'm getting spiritual, but yeah, it's true. It's okay. The universe has guided me. and The hippo press was something that made me say, okay. I don't know what has happened, but I'm doing it. Yeah. And then um, meeting the wonderful people, funny people, you know. Um, but it, it's... So all yeah. of your gigs, are they like free? How do you get them? Are, are there people contacting you? Yes, or are there, yes, through connections. You have to do that yourself and go out and get work. Well, you know... I do some of that, but yeah. pretty much Greg Bogus gives me some gigs. I performed at the Luna Theater in, in Lowell, Mass, uh, recently, and uh, that was a great venue if you've ever been How there. many people does that seat? Well, there were probably 50 people there, yeah. But, I mean, usually the audience can go anywhere from 50, 10, maybe to 100. Been you there. Know, right, you I've, know, five. I've done a few whatever. shows with it. Yeah, Norm performed before a cat once. There's a story. Yes, a cat. But they're players. It was a little historical. I will thing. have to get Norm in to hear that story. Oh, oh, he'll be, he'll, he's a cut up. I'll tell you. Um, but he's he's a big inspiration. I do a lot of comedy on him, about him, our marriage, huh. our relationships. Huh. Um, but <laughs> who would have thought that? But I get no. I get <laughs> what a wealthy good mind there. I get so much wonderful feedback from the audiences when I go off into the audience. They, you know, they give me high fives. Um, it's just very encouraging. Doris, yeah. give us your contact information again because there's the yeah. happy music playing. It's Doris Ballard at uh, Comcast.net. Email me or message me at Doris Ballard Comedy or Doris Ballard on Facebook. Both of those. Wow. And if you want to know how to get into it, who knows? We might have another class. There you go. Another great show. It's been shagalicious. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you so much Thank for you for coming me. in, Doris. And thank you for your chauffeur for sitting in the background. <laughs> this is NH Unscripted. I am your host, Ray Dudley. Oh, having so much fun. We are coming to you from the digs of WKXL Studios in Concord. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM. 
And for all the happy feet done in Manchester, 101.9, you can find us there. Hey, now you can head out to nhtalkradio.com, lay back in your green shag rug, put on that lava lamp, fire up the incense, and go spend some time. We'll be back another day. Thank you, Doris. Thank you.